Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Stretch Marks with me, Caroline Foran, and Sinead O'Moore. This week, we're talking about judgment. Buckle in. This episode is kindly supported by DropChef the Irish company delivering healthy, nutritious food straight to your door. We've tried it, we love it, and we have a dedicated discount code for you. So keep listening. Smack bang in the middle of season two now. I'm here to judge you. I'm not. Nice segue. I'm not. I'm a supportive friend. (laughs) Today, we are talking about judgment. Yes. Full disclosure, we did record this episode before and I deleted the whole thing. Which is why I'm here to judge you. And had an absolute freak attack thinking, that's it, Sinead's going to write me off now. I'm an idiot. I deleted it. Thankfully, that one was definitely all in my head. You need to do a lot more than that for me to dump you. Okay, good. Uh, thankfully, we've given it months of space Yes, to go to go again. So I, I, I feel like it won't be like, as you said before, blah, 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 blah. I think we're probably actually coming at it from a different perspective again because the judgment keeps rolling. It keeps, keeps rolling and I, I think I'm coming at it maybe from a slightly calmer perspective this time because I was the last time we recorded I was coming off the back of feeling quite heavily judged and I was bothered and I mean it's I'm still I still feel like how I felt was justified and warranted but um do you want to talk about it with the grace of time I have now realized that um I don't always need to unpack absolutely every little thing that comes my way. Um, I'll leave that for my therapist. Um, and to be honest, some of the times recently I have felt judged have been involving like people I'm close to. And that can be really difficult. And I don't want to like, you know, go into that for obvious reasons. But we all feel judgment in lots of different ways. Um, in, in as, as a parent, there's certainly some major camps where judgment is mm-hmm. the most heavily concentrated whether it's how you choose to feed whether you sleep train or not um, how very dare you by the way I recently got, sorry was, that is a recent one I've yeah. had going back to work being a stay at home mom or or choosing you know career all, all of these camps that are very divided but then there's also the judgment that's just seemingly innocuous but there you know in just day to day conversation or like a little comment here and there it could be from a family member it could be the way we just automatically look at others and think that we're good people and still just cast judgment because that's what human beings do. Judgment is everywhere as a parent and it can be such a source of anxiety and stress and can make what is already what can already be a difficult thing you're dealing with 10 times worse. With also the awareness that we are probably our worst 
ourselves greatest judges. Does that make sense? Yes. We 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 judge ourselves the harshest. We do, and I think that if we're going to do anything about the the judgment issue that exists in parenting, we need to start with ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's really really important. I am coming at this from the perspective of I have been judged a lot, and I obviously get that I have put my life out there on social media and. It's unfortunately the price of admission for being vulnerable is that you're going to get people who think who just are going to judge you. And it's much safer and easier to not show any of that because, you know, I understand why you wouldn't want to. For me, part of why I've shared everything from pregnancy right through to now is I am really hell bent on trying to normalise what I felt I was lacking in in the picture of motherhood before I went into it and where I felt like, you know, if I wasn't seeing reality reflected back at me then my reality was some sort of failure or I I was not up to the level that I should have been uh, for me normalising it in the same way with anxiety has always been so important to be like this is me too I also don't know how else to be like I don't know how else to be I can't just put my best foot forward and only show my child when we're in the perfect moments because for me that would be creating a pressure that I can't live up to like only putting out the best bits for me is too much of a stretch to yeah, I just I, I I can only be as I am. I don't really have a filter. With that has come judgment, in in the form of some pretty hor- horrific DMs. But some that will judge the fact that you don't need to put your child out there at all. Yes, you know, you you, you can certainly still tell what it's, how it's impacting you, the adult, without having to put your child out at all. Mm-hmm. So that judgment exists. Yes, and I've had that too, and. I wanted to find out from our followers and listeners um, where they feel, like where they stand on judgment. And something that was so interesting to me was that when we did the good stretch episode and the ways in which that becoming a parent has transformed our lives in the best possible ways, something that came up again and again in, in the in our you know peer-reviewed research was that we become less judgmental and we're more compassionate towards others. We're, you know, we know what it's like we're mm-hmm. going to be kinder to others at the same time doing the research for this episode never in someone's lifetime do they feel quite as acutely judged as when they become a parent so what is going on that we feel like we soften and we're kinder more compassionate less likely to judge but we feel it and we experience it more than ever because we are doing the most important thing of our lives and we are terrified that somebody will think that we are doing it wrong at the exact moment where we also ourselves haven't got a clue. So we are floating around being like, I don't know what I'm doing and I'm going to be found out for that at any given moment. And then somebody will drop a tiny little comment. Whether it is meant as painfully or not, I definitely pick up on them, or I did if I was in a more younger, vulnerable motherhood space, And I would ruminate and I would be like, oh, they see, they see what I'm telling me about me, which is that I'm doing it wrong and I don't know what I'm doing. I think sometimes, yes, that is the case. But I think a lot of the times, like I really like to believe that all people are good people and and mean well. Really? (laughs) I mean, I I like to, that's what I want. That's the world I want to live in where there's goodness in everyone. And, you know, I mean, (laughs) but the re actually I was reading a book, um, it's called humankind and and like the research says that like most people are good like most, you know there's there's obviously complexities in everyone but there have been times where I've gotten messages where I'm like you cannot or whether it's a comment or something you cannot in all good conscience believe that you were doing me a favor or being kind to me by sending me that message like you went out of your way to make me feel like shit 
and as and in a in a weird way when people do that to make themselves feel better about something. Um and it's been really like n- nothing has affected me to the same extent as a parent as the, the comment or judgment from and always from another mother who you think is going to be the one that's going to empathize and say look you do you whatever works for you. It has it's taken me I I am getting there now where I realize that like if I'm going to keep being vulnerable and sharing things like it's going to happen and I think I'm toughening up a little bit about it. Um, but in the beginning, it, there's certainly been times where, where it had floored me to the point of feeling like I never wanted to leave my house again. Were you, expe- you said that you said at the beginning there, it's the price of admission. Had you pre- prepared for the fact that it would occur? No. Why? If you, if you know, if you see that it's the price of admission, if you're putting yourself out there and you're saying how you're doing it, it allows a platform for which people can come back and go, I don't think you should do it that way. No, I just, I mean, I guess I just, because it's, I'm not going broadcasting on a national TV debate or something. I'm just sharing on my own page. I guess you're never really prepared. It, it always comes at you kind of left of field when someone sends you a mean message um, and it always stops you in your tracks. I don't really think you can be prepared also like at the beginning when I had Caelan and I was sharing things I, I I was doing it from a place of like intense vulnerability and looking for research and or, um, reassurance and comfort from other people um and I need I needed to do it I need I almost was like it was my kind of throwing out like looking for a lifeboat um when I was feeling as overwhelmed as I was feeling and I did get that back in my in droves I mean I got massive waves of support which mm. which kept me afloat sticking with all these water themes um but with that then drowning <laughs> came yeah some pretty nasty ones that I didn't discover until quite later on um that yeah really kind of shook me to my core and then I I was like my obviously my instant reaction was like I need to just like pull myself away from this completely and then Barry was like there's always going to be one or two or a small but vocal group of people who will go out of their way just say I don't like the way you're doing because you're not doing it the way I'm doing it um, and if your goal is to normalise things and, and, and help other people who are feeling the way you were feeling or have been feeling at times or are feeling now it's going to happen and I've I've had to just sort of create boundaries where I'm like okay obviously I can't avoid it if someone directly sends me a message I'm going to see that but I've avoided things like forums where people go on just to rip people apart and that has been such a learning curve to be like I'm going to protect myself from the negativity because nothing good is going to come from it. And all I can focus on is what I'm doing right now and doing my best and keeping what is important for our family front of mind and trying to tune out the rest. But it's really, really hard. Many people won't have had that experience. Yeah. Because not many people have the type of scale of platform that you have on Instagram or that you have shared in terms of your your own experiences very publicly in media. Most are experiencing it from a family member, a friend, you know, the school gates, yeah, the mother-in-law, <laughs> yeah, um, and and sometimes that might even be harder because it's closer to home and mm. it's people you know. Like I can easily say, "Well, these people don't know who I am; they don't know me." I can rationalize that this is just some crazy person. But if it's someone who you value and they're throwing a comment at you, that can hit harder. That's what they, exactly. So, like, these are strangers on the internet who observe moments of your day, not all of your day. So when it's like someone who is supposed to be your support system judging you, like real pain can occur. Yeah. 
I remember we spoke about it before and we, you know, one of the things that came up was you were thinking like it's mostly imagined judgment. In my experience, I, I, I can only go from that. In my experience, I definitely think that I magnify things. Um, so I, I definitely think there's probably judgment there, but I probably make it feel bigger in my own head. And I think we probably all do. Like a flippant comment from someone might not be something that they ruminate over as mm. the day goes on, but but it lands differently with you. And that is our innate negativity bias. It's a survival instinct in us to be like, hold on, there's a threat here. I need to be aware. I need to pay attention. I need to look at what's going on and protect. And we're never going to put the same weight on positive comments ever because that's not that's not going to impact our getting through the day, our survival. Sure, but they'd be really nice. They would be really nice, <laughs> but it takes like countless the, the the ratio of positive to negative it's not one for one it's like 99 to one might make you realize that that one is not important um but just just the way we're wired and we're never going to experience judgment and not feel it as a threat that's just we can't undo that programming so i think first of all knowing that it's you know you're not going to just be like whatever water off a duck's back on i mean i'd love to meet someone who feels that way um but it's totally normal to feel that way and that's okay. So start start there. Like especially as women, I think it's so important to feel like you're part of like a pack. Yes. You know, like we're we're almost like lionesses looking after all the cubs. You know, like we're we need to feel like this collective unity. Otherwise we're not safe. Like as women, we're taught from a very young age, if you're by yourself, if you're on your own, you're not safe. Mm-hmm. And to feel any sort of like exclusion in motherhood feels outrageously lonely and really painful. And I think it's been most painful for me because it's the pack that I thought I was in that can turn against you. It's it's coming from other mothers, which is the truth. Like it's, I, I just know that's what's happening when I do get judgment. And yet then mothers exist in these camps because they're like seeking this like safety and security. But what I feel sometimes is like, if you're part of the camp, you're not allowed to do anything unique. You're not allowed like, it's like if you sign up to like, you know, I don't know, let's talk about like the breastfeeding camp or whatever. Like if you sign up to like, well, I'm doing it this way. It's like this expectation that your entire personality and identity must now prescribe to the camp. Mm-hmm. And you can't somehow be like, yeah, I'm doing it my way. Yeah. Like, I I, want to be in the camp of I'm doing it my way. Some of the ways in which I've been judged, just to kind of give an example, um, I've had someone in my inner circle um, question our sharing of our child on social media and that it's like exploitation. That was pretty hurtful. I've had um, people message me saying they're really sorry that I wasn't able to breastfeed and wasn't able to do the best for my child. They're really sorry for me because of that. I've had people say... um, that I I'm not I don't I'm not taking good enough care of my child. Um, I've sleep training recently. Yeah, sleep training was the most recent one where um someone who found my podcast owning it and said it was like the greatest thing they'd found for their anxiety and it was helping them so much and they were so glad to find it. But then they heard me mention that I had sleep trained Kaylin and they could not in she meant good conscience. She said good consciousness. Continue listening, knowing that I could do something like that to my child. Yeah, it was just, again, it was like she something she'd never do. And that's fine. Loads of people wouldn't sleep train their baby. Also, the sleep training thing comes from a complete lack of 
like knowing what's actually involved and a lack of understanding, a lack of research um, into what that actually means. People just blanket assume it means you're just locking a door on your child and even crying all night. It's certainly not the case for me, not what we did at all. It was a very structured, supported approach, which we discussed in the sleep stretch. Um, But I was just like, why does this person feel the need to go out of their way and tell me that I'm a bad person for what I did? It's just such an interesting anthropological thing to me this desire to it's not even like it comes up in conversation where you're like oh well here's mm. what I think oh well, here's what I think instead it's going out of your way to tell someone and then I th- I try to think about times when I've I guess a very subtle kind of judgment can sometimes be like when you think you're offering helpful advice and it can be received as judgment and mm. I'm like what compels me to need to say this to this person right now and I'm like well I need to tell you this because this worked for me and it's just how it can be perceived as well. But we do have this innate desire, I think, to push what, because we know it's difficult, I guess, we, we want to push the what, we, what we've done and what's worked for us and maybe in a way that we think is going to help other people. Maybe that's something to do with it. Or maybe it's the idea that I need to know that what I did was right. If more people do it our way, it means that our club is bigger and there is safety in numbers. But if someone's not in your club, why do you care? Because you feel like if they're doing it a different way, maybe what you're doing is wrong. So how would you rationalise what someone was, when someone would send me a message like that? Well, I wouldn't. They're completely different things. Yeah. One is being a complete, like, abuser. Like, yeah. They're not, they're not relative. They're, like, what you're talking about is, like, you know, if you're having a conversation and you feel like, oh, you should buy this because it's really good. Like, your, your, your meaning is genuine. But it's also because you want this person to buy into what was your solution, uh-huh. which makes you both feel like, yay, we're winning at this. You know, yeah. like it's from a good place. Yes. That's very different to, hi, stranger. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. It's, I guess it's all about the intention. Have you ever felt judged as a mother for any of your choices? 95% yes. Yeah. Have you ever judged another parent for what or how they're doing things? 89% yes, but privately... yes and I vocalised it I would say it's higher without people being aware I'd say we vocalised it more without maybe not realising what kind of judgement have you experienced my daughter's behaviour every kind mostly to do with feeding and sleep training how I fed my daughter bottle versus breast and weaning going back to work too quickly holding my newborn too much oh I hate that one I hate that one Extended breastfeeding, not leaving baby alone enough, even though the same people wouldn't offer to help. Bed sharing, extended breastfeeding for not breastfeeding. A real mix of, I mean, probably 50-50 because I breastfed, because I didn't you breastfeed. You are so damned if you do in this world and so damned if you don't. A big thing, rocking baby to sleep, feeding baby to sleep, soothing baby mm. to sleep, creating those Being a supportive parent. Yes. Letting you know that your child is safe. Oh my God, forbid, you terrible human. Everything I did in the first six months from mother-in-law. Why is it always? No, I have to say, I have a wonderful mother-in-law you do she is fantastic but I really feel for people who get stung with a judgy mother-in-law because I have I also have been blessed with a wonderful mother-in-law well we're not going to say it if we weren't no but I have I have (laughs) but I have I have I have I have met her son and you know there's there's room for improvement with him so you know I can make a mistake that's okay on not baptising our child we had a naming ceremony instead Judge, judge for leaving a baby with a childminder um, or also judged for always being with my kid. I did once see comments about me that like, so my childminder um, comes in the morning and then I was trying to like rehabilitate myself after having had a baby and do like a little 20 minute exercise class. And it was like, oh, she just got childcare just so she could like exercise. Like she thought she didn't really, she should be with her child. She didn't really need childcare for that. Like she's so selfish. 
I was like, okay, you can do no right. Um, allowing dessert alongside meals instead of I think there's probably jealousy there that you can use childcare to look after you instead of using childcare to have to just use it for work. There was probably some jealousy there that, oh, hang on, she gets to look after herself. I mean, it was definitely a necessity that I had to heal my pelvic floor pain. Yeah, but many have to do it before or after childcare or while the child is beside them. Um, everything. Breastfeeding, not breastfeeding, child, cr- child cradle cap. Imagine being judged for that. Random strangers stopping me to ask why my child wasn't wearing a hat. I've seen that happen to my friends where typically older ladies are like, she's a bit, she looks a bit cold in that boogie now, she might need another layer. And it's like, I think the mother knows if her child... I think there's there's a whole temperature thing that has gone on generationally. I think there is definitely a generation of people out there that existed before central heating and triple yeah, glazed the windows. fear of the cold. And the car having heat inside it because there's this need to like smother a child in blankets that is not necessary or recommended. For my less old style approach to discipline from in-laws, I think we are in a generation where we're terrified to screw up our child and discipline is, is, is scary to most of us. That's something I'm only coming into now where I'm trying to figure out where I stand on and how do I not let Caelan rule the roost um, but certainly you know I've had comments from my mom as well being like you know you're the boss like you know he's being a little fox and in, in a nice way but it's like I'm taking I'm letting him take the piss out of me and I'm molly coddling him um, and, I, and I am probably to a certain extent but I'll, I'll figure that out um, told me that my son told that my son watching a movie was for me not for his enjoyment like I'm lazy and neglectful it goes on and on and on and on the ways in which we're judged is many and I think that it is like you will be you honestly will be judged like if you only want one child you'll be judged for having one child if you have five children you'll be judged for having five children if you want to go back to work you'll be judged if you want to stay at home you'll be judged if you don't want to if you don't want to or don't breastfeed you will be judged. If you continue to breastfeed, you will be judged. If you get your boob out in public to feed your child, you will be judged. But if you get a bottle out, she should be breastfeeding. Like, <laughs> it is it is a constant narrative in this world, regardless of what you do. So how can we bring it back into ourselves to be like, well, actually, I trust me and therefore I'm just going to do it my way. I think that's something I'm only realising now that if I had another baby, I would tap into my own knowing and my own intuition and trust. I did not have that the first time around. I surrounded myself with other people's ideas and thoughts and what worked for them and experts in a way is, is a bid to try and know what could get straight to the solution or get straight to the best thing that I could do to help me in the situation. And I completely undermined my own sense of figuring things out. It's just a different, I, I guess it's, I'm more kind of solution focused in my brain normally and becoming a mother is like going right into that like feeling part of your body, which takes a while to, you're either that way or you're not and you kind of have to learn it as well. And so it's e- so easy then to get swept up in the opinion and judgment of others. Like there's been times where I've gone on Instagram and I've asked well-meaning question about like I'm having this issue with such and such and then I get so many different responses and I'm like I'm even more overwhelmed now than I was and actually that I've made it worse and everyone means well but everyone does things differently because like I'm, I'm a massive supporter obviously um, with sharing more information more support more collective more gathering the the tribe in a digital way so that we feel collected because we've been so like physically dispersed and having it like having those support structures and having someone to ask 
what about this and what about that? And do you feel like this? And do you feel like that? Because it does make us feel like, okay, I am not alone, which is like our greatest fear and for mm-hmm. survival. But like, I also think that there comes a point where we need to we need to start asking ourselves more questions as opposed to like pushing it out to these strangers and and coming back in and be like, yeah, but what worked for me? And am I happy with this? And does this support where I'm at? And do I trust who I am in this moment? Yeah, I think I'm getting there now. And I kind of look back and wish I had of maybe just protected myself a little bit more. Um, But that has always been my coping mechanism to kind of reach out rather than reach in. But what would you have done if Instagram didn't exist then in that in those few weeks? We'd just be messaging around to everyone I know who's a parent mm. um, and probably would have gotten a lot less opinions and stuff. But it's also like there's the flip side to it. Obviously, like I felt like there was an immediate, especially in COVID because I was alone. I felt like I had this kind of virtual support network that way more than the negativity buoyed me in those times and so there was good things I didn't feel as lonely we all gravitated towards Instagram in those moments when you were just sitting on the couch feeding your baby Um, and I was really grateful for it as well but obviously there's a flip side Um, I also ask people why they think it is that this happens obviously everyone again and again is like look it's just insecurity in the person uh, on the part of the person who's judging um, we're deflecting our own insecurity I mm. find it's an older generation of mothers or perhaps just women who are very judgy anyway it does seem to be like an older generational thing as well like you said about the heating and just the way things were done then it's, I think they had different rules they had different rules and they're maybe like slightly less open to the way things have changed um, everyone thinks their way was right when really each child is so different as they should be good Catholic country built into us from childhood all fashioned mm. ideas of how to be raised as a child um, shame most judgment comes from what a person is themselves ashamed of Ooh, I wonder is that person a therapist projecting their anxiety I kind of situation. agree with that sometimes actually yeah like the things that I would have been made ashamed of as a child I now feel like it rising in me when I when I went so for instance like I would have grown up in a home very very happy kind like wonderful home mm-hmm. but like table manners was massive like you sat there you ate your dinner you did not make a mess you did not make a noise you did not drop a crumb like table manners was a big thing my children well one of them in particular kind of wild flung an olive at my dad's head the other day <laughs> while we were in the garden eating food and like I was that child again being like, oh my God, you're not allowed to do that. But, <laughs> but I caught myself in the moment and it was kind of hilarious. Yeah. You go right back into being the way you were in your yeah. family dynamic. And I could have gone full like, you don't do that. Blah, blah, or like actually laugh. And I laughed and the table laughed. And then it was like, oh, so this is what they mean by like fixing generational trauma. <laughs> we all could do a bit of that. Um, this is a good point maybe we judge to feel better about ourselves like example at least I'm not as bad as X and I think Mm. that is unfortunately a a very problematic way that we take stock of our own self-worth and we measure our own self-worth but based on our perceived failings or um, from other people and I think we all I mean we don't want to admit it but we've all had a time where we've seen someone doing something that we wouldn't do and we feel a little bit smug that we know we do it differently and that makes us feel validated and that's just human nature I should be able to do it all shouldn't I? clean house, bounce back, full time career but also never away from my child or is that even good enough anymore? 
The bar is set so high for mothers right now, but we believe that the only way to flow with the stretch is if we become extra kind and compassionate to ourselves while we figure this out. One insanely smart way to do this is by taking all the help you can get without shame or judgment, like signing up to Drop Chef, where you'll get the exact ingredients you need to cook delicious dinners delivered to your door, along with step-by-step recipe cards. The recipes are dietitian approved and they change every week. So all you need to do is select the dishes you'd like to create each week and ta-da, one less thing to worry about. You can skip weeks, use it twice a week or five nights a week with zero judgment if you need to cancel any time. Use our discount code STRETCHMARKS30 for 30% off your first two orders at dropchef.com. If you sign up, we'd love to see what you're having, so please do share and tag us on Instagram. Let's talk more about how to lighten the load. And then again, like you, I was like, I'm done. And they're like, no, no, I've got one more. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you answered yes, and I vocalized it about being judging, uh, judgmental, how did, you, how did that go down and why did you share? And people were very kind in this. Um, uh, someone says, my, my sister being t- too shouty and strict and too much punishment, it was well received and my sister softened. Um, my sister-in-law was breastfeeding her four-year-old offered to breastfeed my baby because I wasn't told her where to go and left yeah I think breastfeed your own child maybe that is mad offering to breastfeed someone else's kid I don't I think we can all agree that's a bit mad isn't it but are we judging I don't know before I had my own kids I was totally naive I thought I knew everything about parenting um, from being the eldest and from babysitting until I had my own child uh, my sister doesn't get her husband to help during the nights. I said she should because she's going back to work. I, is that a judgment or is that like a trying to support? I think, I, see, I think it depends on, like, I'd, I'd imagine that most judgmental things that are said, and I say most, okay, I'm not, again, I'm, I'm talking about when your support system says something to you. They probably think that they are not judging, that they are genuinely swooping in and trying to help you. So how you feel in that moment is probably like, oh, she's judging my relationship and she's judging the fact that he's not helping enough and she's judging that like something is wrong. And then you get defensive about your partner, of course, because that's your unit. Exactly. You know, whereas actually maybe she is saying, hey, look, this isn't fair and you do need help. And again, we don't know these we don't know these people assuming he's the type of partner that does want to help. Maybe he does need to know that would help her and then he would do it and yeah. then problem solved. So I I, th- I think the it, we we just have to consider what's the relationship with the person that you're passing this on information onto? Is there trust and love? Is there the ability to have a fight in that moment about what's said? To heal from it, recover from it, move on? Because we can't exist in a world where like we're not allowed to say something that like hurts or offends if they're like your deep people. Yeah. Sometimes like Big things have to be said, mm-hmm. especially yeah, difficult conversations. Yeah, difficult conversations. They they should be allowed, you know. But if it's a complete stranger in the park and you walk past, or the child is having a complete tantrum, and you're like, "You're a terrible mother at this," then like, stop talking and keep walking. Yeah, I wanted to know how it made people feel when they are judged because I think we all, especially as first time mothers, can feel like insecure anyway to begin with, and doubtful and not really sure of what we're doing. Um. It made people feel like awful. It's not. Ne- I mean, it never. It's never going to be received well. I felt horrendous for choosing the way I fed my daughter because I, I, t- I was told I had to do it the way my mother and sister did. It. I still feel bad for not feeding a certain way. 
when I was judged I had no confidence I stopped talking to some people conflict with my partner about unsupportive in-laws maybe want to share less how was last night grand I would say because my mother-in-law asked every day and judged it made me feel like I wasn't as good a mother as other mothers and that hurts impacts confidence friendships families makes me feel very low terrible had a huge impact on me makes me question am I failing my daughter by breastfeeding and responding to her every cry made me doubt my abilities as a mother worry I was harming my child miserable contributes to anxiety makes me feel I'm not good enough self-doubt destroys confidence felt frustration and made me question myself like I was shit at being a mother and making poor choices um shite I felt I had to explain my reasons for not breastfeeding which was quite tough when I was going through it felt like I failed anxiety anxiety and very very few people saying didn't really care jog on I think that comes with a lot of time I don't think you I think you're an incredibly well uh, therapied human if you arrive into those early days of motherhood and you can genuinely brush off those comments I think uh, we have covered here many times how we kind of exist in the world covering up the fact that underneath it all there is a deep insecurity of not being good enough and the world finding that out and pointing it out when you arrive into motherhood it is completely new it is a whole new language that you need to learn between you and your baby and when other people are coming along and correcting your grammar on this language you're just your confidence falls off a cliff mm. whereas what's deeply important and takes a long time is for you to filter out whose opinion matters. And if that is coming from a genuine place of support and if that person is a trusted partner in this village and if they're not, they don't get to have a say. They don't get to make you feel bad about what you're doing. And when the camps descend on the whole feeding, sleep, work, nonsense like come back to what it is that you want to do you are the only mother this child has what do you want to do mm-hmm. and with that in mind then what do you think about if I if I'm like right I know what I'm doing is what I'm doing and I still share on social media do you think it would be easier not to share or like do you think it would be better not to share or do you think I have to like accept that I'm going to get those comments and just say fuck off for you personally? Yeah. If you're opening yourself up, you will, to, to want to get positive feedback, you will get negative. Mm-hmm. That's, as you said, the price of admission. Mm-hmm. Last question I asked was, do you assume people are judging you or have you been judged directly by someone? Um... Sorry, I want to go back to that point though. That is not to say that I agree with anyone personally contacting you like, I don't support or agree their yeah. actions. Yeah. But I understand how it could happen. I don't think that there is there is this, like... I don't think it should happen. I think it's... I, I understand that people could watch stuff and be like, I wouldn't do that way or she's a sap or whatever. But, like, I think it's outrageous to go out of your way to message someone. It speaks volumes around how they feel and how they feel like they need to like directly tell you that you're doing something wrong Mm -hmm. in their eyes. Like it absolutely speaks volumes around where they're at. But you, I I don't think that you can be like living, assuming that everything that goes out can only, can only return positivity because that's not how the world works in any other way. 
like you do something in work and there will be like, you know, well, I think it's this way. Well, I think it's that way. Like it doesn't work that way that there is like unity when anything is said. The last question I asked people was, again, how we started the conversation was if the judgment is is real or or perceived. Um, So do you assume people are judging you or have you been judged directly by someone, even if it's a passive aggressive comment? 52% things have actually been said to me. 48% I just feel like judgment exists. So kind of kind of 50-50 mm. and like again what we said at the end but judgment does exist of course since does. since we were like little girls judgment exists in our bones yeah. like we say it all the time about kids you know kids are so mean yeah but then they turn into adults like it doesn't really evolve we just gonna get a little bit better at not saying it so <sighs> Some loudly people do it, uh, like the the even in just friend groups, you know, I remember being in school being like, oh, like when my mom would say, like, when you're grown up, it's like this just stuff won't happen. It still kind of does. Like we still. Does. We just don't say it as selectively, except like uh, the thing about the thing about the, the public online, you know, commenting, mm-hmm. sending of shite. The thing is, the only difference is that is put into like it's 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 written and put up somewhere that is public. As far as I can f- like figure out most of those things are probably also like being said in private places mm-hmm. like so like splinter whatsapp groups between friends yeah you know you I'm sure people have been on them where like the main chat is all like la 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 this happened last like I'm talking like here this happened last night that happened last night and there's a splinter being like uh, no it didn't because actually <laughs> blah, blah 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 and then the same people go back into that group and be all like ah oh, lol hilarious like you're like, no, sorry, I just witnessed something completely different being said over here. So, like, it has existed amongst women for forever. Mm. And it, I'm not surprised. I am dis, like, I don't it's want it to occur, but I am in no way surprised that it occurs in motherhood. But I think we experience it louder because we have never felt more insecure and vulnerable. I would be interested to know like 97% or something of people there. I'm assuming women who, because that's our demographic of followers, they're the ones who are experiencing judgment. I wonder how men feel about it. Do they even, <laughs> do they experience it? Er? Would they be aware of it? Yeah. Like th- that's what, that's what disappoints me though about our gender. We want to be liked. We want to be accepted. We want to be told that we are good little girls mm. doing what's right. Like it's, been programmed into us to just be good 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 and the mere feeling of like am I bad for doing this am I bad for still breastfeeding my child at a certain age am I bad for giving my baby a bottle am I bad for sleep training and let my child cry we are riddled with am I bad complex I get it I completely accept how judgment is both really loud in motherhood because you're feeling it but also, like, it, it does exist. Like, you, and I will walk through my day and I will mentally judge a million things I see. And I don't think I'm doing it because I'm trying to be, like, a bad person. Yeah, yeah, no, we just, it's an automatic thing. We just, we piece together what's around us as a, a reflection back on us. And actually, we start doing that in the cot. Like, a baby will, from what I've read, get a measure of it, its own value and self-worth by judging how you're looking at the baby the expressions on your face mm. how you're so it, we we we're reading the world for reassurance we from birth look for external gratification or external validation validation 
Um, so it's very, very hard at your most vulnerable time to suddenly turn inward. And the only thing that is a that is a shield to judgment is confidence. But it takes time. It takes time to grow in confidence in motherhood. You're not, they don't send you home from the hospital with the car seat and the confidence in it. No. It takes like loads of learning by going through an experience and coming out the other side and being like, oh, wow, okay. I survived that. And actually, when I speak to my child like this, it has this result. Or if I don't do this with my child, it has that result. Okay, okay, I'm figuring this out. And that's when I think all of a sudden when the comments from maybe the mother-in-law or the neighbour or the friend around, you know, oh, put a blanket on. You're like, actually, my child sleeps really happily in this level of blanket. Mm. Thanks. And you can knock it off then yeah. and, and move on with your day. But don't be so hard on yourself to expect that from day one. Let the judgment be there and slowly but surely ask yourself, is that judgment that I want to take on and do something about or ignore because I'm growing in confidence? You are that child's mother. They are your child. Figure it out together. Thank you for listening. We are back next week with the toddler stretch. Pour yourself a drink for that one. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.